The Movie Hour, episode 90, July 1st, 2010. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Paul Hogan Crocomaniac Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, and joining me tonight in this epic movie saga is my brother James. Welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. We're missing we're missing a body. Yeah, it's just I'm us again. Continuing my trend of dominating you guys in attendance. You've only beat me by one, right? That could be. That's not dominating, even in like I've got like eight on Jeff though. Right, that's true. Well, we're we're sending Jeff. He's on a. He's he's fasting now. He's at one of those resorts, sort of letting out all the letting out all the, the bad nutritional stuff that he's been on a pretty big uh, alcoholic binge lately. So he needs to air out a bit. We uh, all expenses paid. Jeff, you're taken care of. Just make sure come back safe, Jeff. Come back safe. But yeah, uh, another another interesting week in movies. But I gotta say, I am just in a poor mood today. I everything's off schedule. I'm just completely out of my element right now. You just I got, just got back from Colorado. Well, you know, you you've uh, so you've moved distance wise a long ways, but emotionally, I've been all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I pretty much traveled to China and back emotionally. You just went from Colorado and back, so it's been tough. It's been really tough, mainly mainly due to the World Cup. But there's some other things which we'll we'll get to a, a little bit later. Uh, as everyone everyone who's cool knows, the U.S. were uh, eliminated by Ghana, and. No, it was Sunday. Man, I'm already losing my days. It was Saturday. Saturday? Yes. Sunday. Yeah, I was there, watched it with my own two eyes. In South uh, Africa? Cool. (laughs) In South Africa. You watched it in Colorado, right? Like, how was that? It was cool. It was a good trip overall. Um, Got to see my brother for a few days and my sister and his family. Garden of the Gods. Um, spent a couple of days in downtown Denver, one of them in which we we watched uh, the U.S. lose in uh, one of the local eateries. Uh, watched it with a friend of the show. I'll call him Topper for our purposes. So it was cool seeing him again. Haven't seen yeah. him in a while. Did he, did, he, uh, did he have his badge with him? No, no. He did not oh. have his badge or his sidearm. <laughs> well, he might have his badge, but he wasn't flaunting it. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a sidearm. I was checking for it. <laughs> yeah, so... You guys ended up. You guys were just at a bar for the for the game, or was it? Yep, just a at a bar. Cool. And uh, what did you what did you think of the game? Break it down strategically. USA versus kind of go. Um, you know, in regulation they played okay. They played good enough to make it to OT. And then once OT rolled around, God, they were horrible. They couldn't do. Oh God, anything. just kick it up, kick it up. Let's just and do even, that. And even then, like when they get across or something, they couldn't put it above people's heads. It would go to the well, feet of the first defender. It's just like, what are you doing? Even during regulation, though, like, just I think the the story goes, uh, like the the story of that night was Ghana buried the shots they had, even then when they were somewhat difficult. We didn't make shit. Yeah. Like Dempsey should have buried two alone. And I what I did like what I the only like gleam of hope at the end was I loved how Tim Howard was up there for the cr- yes. last cross, the corner kick. <laughs> I didn't I realize like, it at shit, first. Howard's in there. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, he's going to head it. And then he he got beat by the other keeper. But yeah, there was a good up. still photo of it. I told him, he, I was saying that he should have just punched it and they would have thought it was the other goalie and just, just buried <laughs> it. Um, but yeah. Well, if uh, they had the refs uh, go, they probably wouldn't have noticed. 
Yeah, good point. Very good point. Um, did you? I'm guessing you didn't watch any of the other games while you're out there, or did you? Um, I watched some. I watched the Brazil game a little bit and a little bit of Germany, who looked really good. Oh, um, Germany dominated England, dude. And uh, <laughs> the car that we took down had XM radio, so the games that we didn't watch, we listened to play by play. Which interesting note. We were watching, I forget which game it was, but uh, there was a save on one end, and they're talking about it, and then all of a sudden the guy says, goal! And I'm like, what the hell just happened? And then they literally just said, yeah, we don't know how it worked or how it happened because the live feed was showing a replay at the time. So apparently the people on XM Radio commenting it are watching it on TV and telling us what's happening. So I thought that was really bizarre. But uh, yeah, huh. so we caught that was that was one of that was one of the sixteen. Players. Yeah, I want to say I forget who it was. I want to say it was Chile or something, or I don't remember. But, Japan versus Paraguay, by the way. If you guys haven't heard of what happened in that game, which probably you have by now, yeah, we were listening to that one on the way home. Oh, God, such a heartbreaker. Both now, I'm gonna have to hope for the Battle of the Guays in the finals, but I really wanted Japan to go on. But yeah, Uruguay's my dark horse. My my <laughs> second place team has been knocked out. I I don't have the all Portuguese speaking final opportunity anymore. Oh, unfortunate. Um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, the only other World Cup thing I wanted to bring up was there, there's already talks of the Nigerian team disbanding just because it didn't make it past the the round robin, and uh, I found that really funny. Just the fact that like, oh, you guys only lost to, you guys lost to Argentina one zero, tied South Korea. Like they didn't play bad, and the keeper on that team was fucking amazing. And it sounds like. Even though they say they're disbanding it, they really just mean we're kicking all the people we don't like off of it and starting a new team, which right. makes sense. But well, I'm everyone sure seems for that. that. France totally melted down. God, the France England's stuff. England's yeah. in disarray. World Cup stuff. I guess we'll have to have another podcast on World Cup. We should have, we should have started one. That would have been awesome. Uh, but, yeah, we're here to discuss movies, first and foremost. And that that is what we'll start doing as of now uh, with our High Hunters Highwood Hoopla. First topic of the Hoopla, news from the ever-evolving comic series X-Men First Class. It's announced that Alice Eve has signed on to play Emma Frost in the upcoming movie. Eve's latest works included She's Out of My League and Sex in the City 2. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings about this one. Is it because she plays uh, smoking hot Emma Frost? Who? Yeah, don't get me wrong, I mean... As much as anybody, I want to see a hot blonde parade around in a corset cape and a pair of panties, but I, I mean, I don't know why she's in the movie. I mean, the movie's supposed to be an origin story. She doesn't show up until way later on the timeline when, like, new classes are in and she starts as a villain, and yeah, so I don't know what they're doing with the storyline. So once again, they're fucking with it. I'm close to it, so I'm going to hate it. And she's hot, so I'm torn. You're, you're, so you're <laughs> upset that... They it doesn't look like they're going to be aiming to cover the actual comic. They're just yeah, gonna... they're just doing whatever the hell they want, basically. <laughs> but at least they're which doing means, it with a hot chick. Which so. means they might say change the costume, and then what? Well, that would be worse because that would be like the one good thing, right? Exactly. It's like if you're going to fuck uh, it up, at least you know show some skin, I guess. But what? Uh, isn't she supposed to be? It's not Cyclops's. Girlfriend, isn't it like Colossus's girlfriend or something in that in that comic? Um, no, it's she ends up being Cyclops' girlfriend, from what I understand. GF, GF. Yeah. I mean, she starts as a villain, and that's where I knew her as part of this group called the Hellfire Club. And each villain had like its own like representative chess piece with the white and the black set, and yeah, it was. 
<laughs> wow. She was the white queen. Flexing, flexing the the comic. Yeah, I'm a comic geek, yes, or was at some point. But uh, yeah, and then after I was done with comics, she apparently became somewhat good and started dating Cyclops. So I don't know why. The comic scene's coming back, Jim. The comic scene's coming back. So you might want to get get those things back. So this time when I go through, I can be hip. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I think it's just because as a whole. This is just me throwing out general general generalization statements that make no sense, but we're just going to get dumber as, you know, like sort of... A la idiocracy? It, yeah, a la idiocracy, exactly what I want to say. And soon, like sooner or later, comic books are going to be like the books. So if you start getting the comic books out now... It, that's, and then soon it'll be the good book. Yeah, <laughs> the good book. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm going uh, to read a chapter from X-Men 27, panel 3. <laughs> Next up, this weekend's box office numbers revealed some interesting twists. Toy Story 3 stayed on top uh, for their second weekend with $60 million, followed by Adam Sandler's Grown Ups with $40 million and Tom Cruise's Night and Day with $20 million. Looks like Tom Cruise is no longer Top Gun, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I, I did like just, that. That's right up just my alley. Wrote it. Just wrote it. It's awesome. <laughs> that, that one was for Jeff. Jeff would have liked that one. He loves those type of jokes. <laughs> what? What type of jokes, Jim? What kind of good say? ones, good ones. Yeah. But yeah, I I find myself rooting against Toy Story three in this scenario. Yeah, why? Just this whole three D craze is just out of control, and I hate it. And it's got inflated box office numbers. I mean, Alice in Wonderland is still the number one movie of the year, which surprises the shit out of me. Mm. And it's all because of this whole inflated pricing thing. So. Mm. I mean, it's the biggest craze besides, like, vampires. In fact, I'm kind of surprised <laughs> Twilight's dropping the, dropping the ball here and not doing 3D vampires. This is huge. Speaking of vampires, there definitely is another. I'm trying to remember. It's called Vampire Academy. I forget who wrote yeah, it. Yeah, Vampire Academy. I saw yeah, that Yeah, it's going to be another huge vampire series coming soon yep. to a theater near you. Not to mention freaking Twilight or whatever just opened last night. Yeah, Supposedly million. broke the midnight box office record. I haven't seen the numbers, but that's that's the rumor on the street. It, yeah, it broke. It did thirty million on a on a midnight showing, and it's old. It had the old record for Twilight Saga. What, what is it? I don't, not New Twilight Moon. Saga. New Moon. I'm gonna the Twilight Saga. New Moon. Um, with like twenty six million, and then the one before that had was Harry Potter with twenty two, I think. But, uh, yeah. The the thing that surprises me. I don't know if I really care about three like a three D ticket sales inflating like numbers. Like the numbers the numbers have always been screwed, you know? Like you've got opening weekends of re released movies and like I don't I really don't think that drawing that rule that three D stuff is gonna stop from all these other things happening for from just in changing the numbers and I, I don't care. I, I don't I don't really yeah, think see, if we're gonna opposite. do something I think it's throws stuff out of whack because it's like it should be based off of attendance or something and that is going to skew it. You can't make the same comparisons right? when you do 3D. So, I, I mean, think if a you... decent chunk of you know the extra charges is 3D. Right. Well, then you even have the argument of incorporating inflation into it, but then inflation based on what time like what's the what's the right. standard like inflation based on the price of 1956 movie sales or right. like i don't know I, I think you're screwed no matter what it's all going to be relative and i don't think you're gonna be able to get a specific answer like they give you a good idea of how well it did but 
Right. I but know. I mean, at this point, I can't even compare this movie to a non-3D movie of the same year, and that's what I don't like about it. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I, that's a very good. It's a good point, but yeah, I, I don't think it's a. I think you're gonna have a really hard time dealing with it because it's just it's everywhere. Like yeah, it's not it's, just the 3D thing; it's other stuff that is gonna affect the numbers. And uh, even like, what what about theater number? Have you kept that? And like, oh, this wasn't in as many theaters, but it made a lot of money. Like, have you looked at that at all? Uh, no, but I mean, I think that's kind of. Like how it kind of goes with the laws of supply and demand, I guess. It's just like right. okay, you know, you know, the people aren't Speaking clamoring for this movie, so we're not going to put it in many theaters. And then if it does well, they can always open it up to more later. But and speaking of which, Twilight Eclipse has opened, set a new record for the amount of theaters. I think it's four thousand one hundred and twelve or something. I think I read. Uh, oh, so and they dropped the ball. Could have went three D. Left <laughs> Avatar in the dust. What's also interesting, like about. Getting back to the numbers for that weekend, Toy Story 3, 60 mil, Sandler, 40, and uh, Tom Cruise's 20 million with Night and Day. I'm surprised Cruise didn't pull in more money. Like, Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise headlining a action comedy yeah. and didn't I mean, pull any numbers. For me, this doesn't bother me at all, but I know it bothers other people. But he's got that whole social stigma about him now after going bonkers on Oprah and all that kind of stuff. So I think... <laughs> yeah. So I think that really affects his box office a little bit. And plus, think, people honestly, just don't like him anymore. Yeah, and, and that doesn't really affect me, but I think it affects other people. Tom's I, I don't really have any issues with Tom's movies recently either. Like I thought Valkyrie, I thought he did a great job in Valkyrie. I haven't seen Night and Day. Um, I was pretty much given the option. Like, I mean, he was awesome I, in uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I never saw Tropic Thunder. And he either. even and, reprised that role for the MTV Movie Awards. Right. And there's supposedly there there's talks of him actually making a movie yeah, based, based on that, off that guy. Exactly. Right. But, yeah, like, and then farther so, back, you've got Mission Impossible, War of the Worlds, Collateral. Like, I don't think, I think he's a great actor. It's I just, do. you're right. I, I, I think, think all the Oprah watchers are just still remember him going a little loopy and... Tom, baby, you need a yeah. new agent. Call me. Give me a ring. I'll take care of you. Um, and yeah, but the yeah, other that was a really low total, I think, even for Tom, though. And that does another point to go towards why you were so surprised is they promoted the shit out of that movie. I saw commercials all That's the true. time for Night and Day. There and was the, and the box off of twenty million for the weekend is, I mean, wow. I th- yeah, I'm even more surprised thinking about it that way. And then the last the last thing on that weekend, Sandler's movie making forty million was actually surprising. The, getting back to promotions, the trailers for that movie just sucked. Just compl- I'm like, wow, I do not want to see this. This makes it look terrible, and it ended up making twice as much as Tom yeah. Cruise. And maybe everyone was in the mood for a comedy. I don't know. But. Yeah, or maybe they had so many different comedians in it that every fan. In the world, yeah, came there were a lot of had. names. There were a lot of names, and we'll get to that. I ended up actually seeing it, uh, seeing it before the show. So, but yeah, to put um, it in perspective for our listeners, I mean, twenty million night and day, forty million grown ups, and sixty million Toy Story in its right. weekend. Pretty sick. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention about coming up movies, other than the Eclipse, Last Airbender, which I've been really pumped to watch. I'm hoping to go out. see it this weekend, actually, or That's, maybe next weekend. I want to take well. Maybe we should maybe we should well, uh, be sick to it. You're going to take him to it? Yeah, he's a big hey. fan of the uh, the cartoon that was on the TV. Cool. I forget what channel it was. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, 
what's scary is I've read a lot of bad reviews already, and I've been pumped up. Like people, this is one of those movies that was done being made, and then there was talk of converting it to 3D, and they ended up they ended up converting a lot of the scenes, and people are just talking about how it looks terrible. And on top of that, supposedly just the writing in general is just chaotic, and it's I don't know. I'm I'm gonna see it. Sounds like you're going to see it. We can both talk about it next next show. You guys can look forward to a uh, in depth review on that movie. But I'm sh- I'm scared, and that's the reason I'm in a bad mood is because I was really pumped to see this, and now people are saying it sucked. So um, yeah, not happy. Last of the Holly Hunter Hollywood hoopla. Martin Scorsese he wants everyone to know who his favorite Harry Potter actor is. He claims that Rupert Grint, the actor who portrays Ron Weasley, steals the show in a lot of his scenes. He added he would love to work with him in the future. That's one hell of a confidence booster. Yeah, and if you're Rupert Grint's agent, you just jizz yourself because that's, like, the biggest <laughs> endorsement of all time. Whoa! Yeah. I want, I want Scorsese to say that about me. Like, I Greg Maloney. He's a great guy. I'd love yeah, to work with him. I want to work with him. If I could just have him say that, my life would change in ways that I cannot It's huge. It's, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> I I just do we even know why he was talking about the Harry Potter movies? He must have been at the new. He must have <laughs> yeah, been I don't the, know how they got must on have been that at the topic. Harry Potter uh, <laughs> Disney attraction yeah. or something. And I don't know why he's picking out Rupert Grant because his older brothers are much better. They stole oh. every scene they're in, and they're cool in the books too. Supposedly, yeah. I just something I heard. Something I heard. I find it very yeah, funny I... that Rupert Grant's next role is Eddie the Eagle, the old Olympian who compares to the. The Bob Suds team from Jamaica just had no home. Isn't he? Yeah, isn't he the guy that was just terrible, but everyone yeah. was happy he was there kind of thing? From Britain, just couldn't ski jump, but he was going to try anyway. Had to practice on other countries' facilities and did poorly, but just got cheered like crazy when he did his jumps for the Olympics. I remember that pretty vividly. So I'm not sure how they're going to make it in the movie, but and how Rupert got attached, but it's just kind of weird. Yeah, the the trailer for the the last Harry Potter movie has been the Deathly Hallows has been coming has come out in a couple other trailers I of it. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's pretty big, man. There was a big to do like being released on the internet on Monday. Was there Go a check scene it out. Where he looks like a mob boss or anything? Or no, no, definitely that inspires not. Inspires Scorsese to say something. Though. No, no. Maybe that's maybe it's just all the hype. Maybe it's all the current hype, and I don't know. Anyhow, yeah. we're we're happy. He's happy with Ron Weasley. Rupert Grant, the man. Uh, but yeah, that, that wraps it for the High Hunters, Highwood Hoopla. On to the movie review, which is going to be the solo, solo act, Greg Maloney's solo act movie review. Yeah. Um, Jim, Jim was on the road locking down contracts, so I, I forgive him. Um, it's okay, Jim. And Jeff's, in, uh, Jeff's aerating somewhere. He's, he'll be okay. Um, but I, like I said earlier, I did see Grown Ups, and to... To give a little bit of pat, a little bit of a background to this, I'm a big Sandler fan. Um, Gilmore and Madison, Billy Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore came out during my heyday of youth, pretty much. And uh, yeah, love the movies, love Sandler ever since. He's obviously grown from that role more and more, and he's has his own production company. He's made a ton of loot. He's the man. I own a lot of his comedy CDs, but. On the weekend, I wanted to see a movie, and it was pretty much between this and Night and Day. And I was just thinking, man, the the trailer for or the commercials and trailers for 
the grown-ups just look so bad, but I decided to go see it anyway. <laughs> so that's why you had to go see it? Yeah. It well, over. I was thinking about it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go see this movie, and I'm going to be surprised. I'm going to think the trailer it made, me, made me think it was going to be so bad, but now I'm going to see it, and it's going to be awesome. And then I think my expectations just skyrocketed, and I thought this movie's going to be funny. Everyone's just wrong on this. It's going to be great. And, yeah, <laughs> it ended up being pretty bad. What's it? Um, yeah. I'm, I don't even, so what they tried to do, the plot pretty much starts as all of them being, all of them in their childhood childhood age, I think they're even like 10, they're supposed to look like, and they're playing in some basketball championship game, little league thing. Yeah, and like a summer camp thing or something, or no? It, they don't really tell you. Oh, okay. it, it seems like it's for a school, okay. but they don't really tell you. So you, they end up winning the game, and their their coach, who is like their you know beloved father figure, gives a speech, and this is still while they're all really young, just saying like you guys were champions on the court. Now I want you guys to be champions in life. Don't you know? Don't spoil this opportunity, kind of thing. So it's like all right. Gets you, gets you your fast forward 30 years right after that. You think everyone's just going to have a life just full of messes and tries to get their lives back in order by the end of the movie. I, I see where this is going. But what ends up happening is you get introduced to all the characters in it, which you've got a slew of them. This, this whole thing is pretty much star-studded. Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Kevin James... Uh, <laughs> Spade, Schneider. I, yeah, Spade, Schneider, and there are a ton of cameos in it, as you'd expect, being a a Sandler vehicle. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and you also have Simon Hack, tons of people. Anyhow, um, you get introduced to all of them, and all their lives aren't bad at all. They just are people that mainly have families and have you know quarrels with their loved ones. That's pretty much it, and they move on trying to like. And they all have, most of them have kids too that all become friends. And they deal with introducing their kids to a world without, you know, entertainment through TV and PSPs and stuff like that. And it just seems like it didn't have a goal at all. The movie didn't have a direction. It just seemed like a vehicle for all of them to do their stand up in. Yeah. Or, it seemed like they just said, hey, let's get together and just make a movie and we're fucking Right, around. right. I think they missed I think they missed the mark on making the movie. It ended up being um the end of the movie ended up being just they didn't accomplish anything. It sort of seemed like, all right, before the end of the movie, all of them kissed and made up with their with their wives and they kissed and made up with each other. And then there was this whole side thing of the team they played back 30 years ago wanted to replay them. So there okay. was a game, there was a replay of the game when they were 30 or oh, 40, whatever it's supposed to be. And then like Sandler throws the match on purpose and it's supposed to be some like this big sacrifice or something. And I'm just, well, I'm thinking like, what the hell's going on here? And it's, I don't know what the end of the movie was supposed to be. I just don't get it. I think there, somebody had three different ideas of what the end of the movie was and they just used all of them. And that's what you ended up with. And uh, you can I, uh, blame Sandler because he helped write it. Right. Yeah, he did. Uh, Sandler and Fred Wolf, the man of dirty work and many other things. And uh, yeah, if you look if you look down this list, you're going to see in terms of the cast, you're going to see a lot of a lot of the Sandler crew, a lot of the same people, a lot of SNL names. Yeah. About perform, it was it was actually like you know the the jokes in between the lines were actually pretty funny. There were some decent jokes in the movie. Now is it um, was it kind of infantile humor kind of like the old school yeah, Sandler stuff yeah. 
Um, Schneider's exactly what you'd expect him to be. Sandler, yeah, it all is. It's all comments about, like, you know, just specu- like speculating on the situation or just commenting on, you know, oh, yeah, and your fat jokes and, like, right. Kevin James' fat jokes. And uh, Chris Rock throws some, some black comedy in there. Right. And it's just like, yeah, it seems like they're doing their stand-up. Um, Which is unfortunate because, I mean... I get the impression that this is an important movie for them. Like, this is, okay, right. here's a chance for you to change gears, have to do the same old stuff, maybe have a little bit more of an adult comedy right. thing to it, and it seems like they really dropped the, I think, dropped the ball on this opportunity. Right. It seemed, it seemed like that Chris Rock, and, like, I've seen some of Sandler's, like, after Gilmore Madison movies, and, like, after Big Daddy, after Little Nicky, like, he's done decent works and has gotten out of this whole, you know, I'm doing jokes after jokes after jokes, but this movie was that for Sandler and rock. Kevin James, David Spade, Schneider, Schneider actually might've done the best job really? out of all of them. Really? Uh, Sama Hayek plays Adam Sandler's wife in it. Now, she does a pretty she, good job. I, I noticed that she's in like all the commercials, like listed as a, you know, one of the actors. Does she have a more important part than the other significant others or, um, she just happens to have a bigger name, so they list her among the stars. She has Sandler and her sort of headline it as the headline, like as the big couple. But I would say her role is just below all the other guys. You okay. know what I mean? But I would say she is. She does have a bigger role than the other girls. Uh, Maya Rudolph, Maria Bello. Um, yeah, completely agree. By the way, <laughs> just so we're on the record. Um, and Sandler started to piss me it. off. By the way, he's been in. This movie with Selma Hayek. He's been at Click with Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, sorry, man. He's a jerk. You will, SNL fans. You'll probably get a lot of a lot of laughs out of this. Tim Mad- Tim Meadows has uh, a cameo. Colin Quinn has a pretty big role in the movie. Steve Buscemi I actually shows up again. Yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi, who's been in a lot of Sandler flicks, he has a he's pretty funny in it. Um, there is a Norm Macdonald cameo. Really. I don't know. You don't see his face, so you need to know it's Norm, and it's <laughs> funny that they did that. So it's sort of funny. If you if you're a Norm fan, you might want to spend the five bucks just to go watch the movie. Um, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another weird thing, I, what I didn't understand is Dan Patrick's in the movie, and he's got a the he's got a sportscaster. Yeah, yeah, the sportscaster. He's got a couple lines, and I'm curious how he isn't how he's part of this group. I don't. I'm guessing it's through Sandler somehow, but I don't know yeah, why he's in it, which is sort of sort of funny. Um, Colin Quinn, I had a, I had immediately he was bugging the hell out of me when I saw him because I could not pinpoint what he's from, and I'm like, oh yeah, SNL, shit. Um, but yeah, this yeah. is definitely a huge pet project because I'm just looking at the list of people in it, and there's like three other Sandlers in this. Oh yeah, the, those those are just cameos though. Right. The Sandler stuff, like <laughs> Colin Quinn's. It wasn't Colin Quinn's wife. It was one of the other players' wives. They show like a quick shot of Sandler's wife and his and his kids, and that's it. Yeah, it. This is Sandler getting together with his buddies, putting together a movie, and it's unfortunate that it didn't wrap up with anything decent. Like even Gilmore and Madison had an end. This right. didn't seem to have a good ending whatsoever, and I don't know. The and the jokes in like again, the jokes in between are funny. If you're a fan of any of these people's comedies, you'll like it. Uh, Jeff loves Snyder. I'm sure he'd love this movie. But if you're looking for Death movies, Knell, man. See, Death Knell. Yeah, I, I, I hope that could like, have been I, it right there. I really hope that Sandler 
continues to I, I don't mind him trying to make this like if he wants to make another happy Gilmore saying stupid shit I, I'm down with that. I'm completely on board. But and he can pull it off too because I mean he's to the point where he's making his own shit, so he doesn't have to worry about yeah, other people yeah. like holding the right. the money over his head. This is true. Um, yeah. I, anyhow, uh, I guess just avoid the movie, pretty much. Period. Unless you're a fan of anybody there, and it seems like a lot of people were because it made 40 million opening weekend. I'm guessing it's going to dip pretty hard this coming weekend, especially with Twilight out. Oh, which brings me to another funny story. When I went to see this, I actually saw it today, and I was faced with the last-minute decision of, like, wait a minute, I could go see Twilight at 5.30 instead of this. Uh, I'll go see Grown Ups instead. <laughs> uh, I was very close. It was literally, like, a theater across from theater. I'm like, oh, I could go to Grown Ups or I could go to Twilight. Mm, yeah, I'm not doing that, even though it's going to make billions of dollars, and I'm sure everyone's going to want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, brings us to uh, the the wrap of our show, the Parker Posey play along, uh, which we're sort of doing an interesting thing this week. Jeff's not here, and he knew he wasn't going to be here because we were sending him away. But he had written the uh, title for the show and the Parker Posey, and gave them to me in note form, and I haven't read it yet. So I am reading his Parker Posey live here. Haven't read this before, mind you, and. Uh, Let's, yeah, let's we will get to that. Before we yeah, get to that. I, I was I was about to say we'll talk about yours um, just before we get to that. And uh, last week's question, excuse me, as Jim mentioned, it's from him. Pretty much story time here at the podcast. You just ask for anyone to tell us a noteworthy story of something you experienced at the theater. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good stories. A lot of good stories. James, do you have any uh, specifics you want to bring up? Um, actually, my favorite has got to be Varus's. Really? Yeah, just that's that's a great visual of some guy watching, or you know, while watching Apocalypse Now being re-released, just some homeless guy standing up and singing the Star Spangled Banner and then screaming at the crowd that they won't know it or they don't know what Vietnam was really like. It's a sad story, dude. It's a sad story. <laughs> yeah, but it's tragic. Some, so yeah, I think it's hilarious. Drugged out on something. And, and I was just in Boulder this weekend, so it's just it's kind of funny and. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to meet up with Varys. In fact, that's a funny story because uh, he was going to meet up with us for the uh, the World Cup game, but apparently had, I guess it was a lunch date. So I was joking with my brother Brian. It's like, oh, f- let's find out where he's going. I can show up say, hey, Varys, good old World of Warcraft <laughs> buddy. How's it going? Ruin everything. <laughs> ruin everything. But, yeah, we didn't get that far. He, the asshole set up a lunch date for the time of the USA game. Apparently. Either that or he just didn't want to meet me. So, Wow. Yeah. Did you get to meet any of the other fanfare or no? I didn't. No, no. The only uh, special guest was uh, Special Agent Topper. That's awesome that he showed up. That's cool. Yeah. He called me in between the end of regulation and the beginning yep. of the extra yep. time, and I was like, I got to go. But but uh, that's awesome that you met up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's yeah. There a lot of good responses. I'm glad people have fun with it. Uh, I liked uh, KPW listing all the – the classic uh, Ann Arbor groups uh, moments. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to see the, the dance she referred to, and that I, I really do need to. Um, anyhow, so I am now, I've opened up Jeff's little note for the Parker Posey. This is the next, this is our, our next Parker Posey question. <laughs> what is your favorite inorganic sequel? By inorganic, I mean that it was not necessarily implied by the original. Examples of answers that wouldn't count 
include Godfather 2, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, or Harry Potter? Use your best judgment. What? Do you know what he means? So he just pretty much means that the first one didn't necessitate the second one like what like i don't yeah I mean, uh, from that i'm gathering that yeah it's just it was almost like they could have been standalone it's, oh gotcha. does that seem okay. right lord of the rings harry lord of the rings standalone really well that was a bad thing he's saying oh oh okay yeah those were bad examples he listed okay because he's okay here we go he says i'm going with wayne's world 2 Certainly, he's got like the shortest answer ever. Certainly, it's no Wayne's World, but there are some good jokes, and it's got walking. <laughs> wow, Jeff, this is a this is a fantastic com- sequel to your uh, <laughs> fantastic inorganic sequel to your other her, your underwater environment movie question from a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, James, do you have an answer to Jim's what is or Jeff's what is your favorite inorganic sequel? Um hmm, soon to be soon to be Wall Street 2. Yeah. Yeah, I I need a minute to think about. It. Quick, ask Jeff some questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you mean by inorganic sequel? I can't do that. He's not here and I was reading it, so you definitely have to answer first. I would say I'm trying to think of a, you know, Avatar as a sequel to Ferngully, that that might count. I don't, I don't know. I if mean, if I'm can... interpreting this correctly, as far as like it doesn't like flow one into the other type of thing, <sighs> man, I I sort of want to say Lethal Weapon too. Come on, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> if that's not enough for an answer, I don't know what is. But like any of those movies could might as well be the first one at that point. So, um. Yeah, I that's that's interesting. That is interesting. Maybe I will take Lethal Weapon too. Um, yeah, there's there are a lot of answers for this. Like if if you were just excluding ones that need to be needed to be one right after the other, like there's any you could any sequels almost like that. Yeah, like he's listed Godfather two, but I think Godfather three might be an appropriate answer. It's definitely wouldn't be my favorite, but I think that one was just kind of oh we're gonna throw this one on the end here, you know and. Yeah, these are definitely subjective. Like we could argue, we could I, I, argue. The one that's coming to mind that kind of could have ended but kept going, and I still kind of liked it. Was, Gremlins two. No, it was the second Matrix. <laughs> uh, that's because the first that's one. A pretty hard argument to make. That's a pretty hard argument to make. Why is that? Well, considering that. They're pretty much trying to escape from the Matrix the entire time, and or at I least just re- feel like the first movie is very self-contained. Like, if it would have ended right there, I don't think like any story would have been lost. They just decided, okay, we're going to elaborate and show you even more, and that's the way I'm. The way I'm making this decision is: did the second one? rely, you know, X amount on the first one. Like, of course, it's going to reference back to it a little bit, but does it rely on it too much? And I would say the second Matrix does that. But In that definition, yeah, I would have to say that I'd agree with you if we're going with that definition. Well, just not here to... See, this is why I ask questions, Jim. Now you guys are making fun of me because I ask questions all the time. This is why I ask questions because there's definitely... This is is not a clear Parker Posey. I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, 
Yeah, we should contact him immediately. Uh, all right, so let's go. Your Matrix answer. You just think you really like the sequel, and you think it is a pretty decent standalone. Um, I I liked it. See, I don't think the sequel, the the second one, stands alone. Okay, I think it's just apart from the first one. I think the second one has to go with the third one, basically. So I don't know if that disqualifies it. Right. I don't know, man. I, I guess we'll we'll have to go with that. Uh, Gremlins so, two is an, Gremlins two is also a terrific answer, Jim. You could just say Gremlins two. Well, I thought you would be picking <laughs> Gremlins two, or oh, you know, one of one. the Leprechauns or something. I was actually thinking Leprechaun or Critters, too. So any horror movie is a very good answer here, people. Just, just that's, like, you know. that's pretty true. You don't really need any of the other ones for... for th- Except Ghoulies 2. Ghoulies 2 relies heavily on Ghoulies 1. So just, just want to point that out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, all right. So I guess your answer, your answer is The Matrix, Jim. It looks like... Uh, <laughs> Revolutions. Or, yeah, uh, I'll try and think of another okay. one while you're giving your answer, if you have yours already. Well, I I, I really have no problem with Lethal Weapon 2 or Gremlins 2. I will say Gremlins 2. Uh, a fantastic movie. You see a lot of twists on the Gremlin itself. You've got the bat Gremlin, the female Gremlin, um, and a lot of singing going on. And the Gremlins actually sing pretty well. You, you didn't really expect that. But a possible sequel that's better than the original really really possible and uh and very entertaining still to this day i believe it is coming out on blu-ray soon actually i'm not sure about that but i wish it did that'd be funny that'd be one of those stupid movies that gets no bonus from blu-ray but you'd want to buy it anyways i would buy that um which is a big endorsement that's like scorsese saying i would love to work with you that's that's pretty much the exact same thing um yeah uh that's my answer jim do you have a better one um yeah i do <laughs> yeah, yeah, I threw that Matrix thing out now. <laughs> um, one that, uh, and this seems like a cop out. The kind of a reference to the high fidelity. Oh, the best number one song from you know track one, disc one. But uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, um, the Dark Knight. I don't think it relies on anything else to get there. It's straight up Batman versus some. Villain right. is a, arguably the best one of the series. It feels like a chintz answer because it's like a... Oh, so I could have said Batman forever. Shit. You could have. I think you could have. <laughs> Nothing in it really relies on any of the other movies. You even have a different Batman at that point. Like yeah. that's, that's a whole new movie right there. It might as well be a new series. That's a good answer. Dark Knight's a good answer. I like that. Um, and now I stole Batman forever. I just forever thought of a really somebody. good one, too. No, you gotta you gotta stow it. You gotta you gotta stow it for later. So, anyways, the question is, and feel free to give your interpretation of the question <laughs> on the boards because we have we are we're guessing here. Uh, question: The question is, what did Jeff fa- mean by organic? What, what, <laughs> what is your favorite inorganic sequel? By inorganic, I mean that it was not necessarily implied by the original. So, I guess that's that's your your answer right there, Jim. Examples of answers that would not count include Godfather Two, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, or Harry Potter. Use your best judgment. Uh, so, we'll have that question at gungapit.com. You can answer on the boards there. We'll bring up your uh, answers next week, and uh, you can also find it at Facebook, the Movie Hour page, the Movie Hour page. So, I guess that brings us brings us to the wrap, James. Before we go, we've got some uh, 
quarterfinal games this weekend. Want to make any predictions? Last last predictions for World Cup? Oh man, that's rough. Portugal's out, and that was my second place team. Yeah, Portugal, dude. Uh, Germany. I was hoping they'd be crappy, but they're looking really good. They're scaring me. Podolski's a badass. Spadalski, yeah, he's and, he's awesome. And what's the other guy? Close, Klaus, close, whatever awesome. his name is. He's fucking good. Yeah, yeah they they were looking pretty potent. That bug eye guy really bugs me though. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Ozil or whatever his name is. Battle of the Gways in the finals. Battle. Dude, of that'd the be Gways. good. I can handle that. I wish Japan went on. I'd have a lot more to a lot more to look forward to. Yeah, Uruguay's got to move on. Well, I shouldn't say got to, but they're playing Ghana, which I mean. Ghana's keeper's badass. I've said it many this times. This is true. Before. This is true. But they got Jeremy uh, Roenick on Uruguay, so I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, again, and another. Tr- go ahead. I was just going to say, happy July Fourth to everybody, because there are fireworks currently just blowing up outside my window. The local fireworks are going on right now. Yeah, happy Fourth of July. Happy quarterfinals. Happy Fourth of July. Happy birthday to Josh, friend of the show. Um, his birthday was Tuesday. Happy birthday, Amy, which will be in a little bit. That'll be before our next show, I think. There's a lot of birthdays. Happy anniversary, Laura and Steve. Jeez, it's out of control. Um, but yeah, James, uh, another episode without Jeff, and I would say successful at that. And uh, thank you for your input. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Drive safe. Uh, take care, everyone. Enjoy the World Cup. Enjoy the fireworks. The Paul Hogan Croco Maniac Movie Hour. See you next week.